Welcome back, people. This is Don't Sleep on the Couch. I'm your boy, Mr. Prez, and with me always... It's your boy Cash, a.k.a. Exec P. What's happening, good people? Episode 137, man. Cash, first off, I want to say thank you for holding this down the past couple weeks. I've been kind of missing. As you know, uh, had a couple troubles on my travels here and there. Uh, we'll get into that in a later discussion. Uh, but today, uh, well, first off, first off, for the new people who haven't heard of us and don't know what we're about, Cash, can you enlighten them? This is Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast, a podcast about music, sports, entertainment, culture, and more importantly, black culture. So each and every week, Tuesdays at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, that's what you can get. We specialize in music and sports. And this week, this week, we, we have a good one. It's Be My Fiasco Week. Do y'all, okay. do y'all, know, do y'all understand what this is? I don't think they understand, Prez. Do you, do you understand what this is? Uh, yes, I, I, you know, I think this is one of our early, like, uh, people that we kind of loved in, uh, North Carolina, you know, the way they rap and everything. And then, uh, this is one of their artists that they're kind of bringing out little brother. So, uh, Fonte, right? So exactly. Exactly. Fonte, a little brother. So yeah, Fonte, a little brother, foreign exchange music group. I mean, like, so a couple of weeks ago, this project came out, it's called where I left you. And I just was following Fonte. All of a sudden, I saw the little Instagram post. And then, voila, without further ado, we have B Mafiasco. And that's how, you know, she made it to the show. We'll let you know. We'll get into the particulars. But I just want to get it started. Welcome to the show. Hey, y'all. What's going on? What's going on? Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Hey, no doubt. No doubt. How are you? Man, I'm well. I can't complain. I'm feeling good. Absolutely. As you should, as you should. It's a lot of a lot of love that's being received from the project where I left you. How are you feeling so far with all the love you've been getting? It's been pretty overwhelming. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, it is it's really incredible to see the outpouring of love. I don't think I've ever received it on this scale before. So I'm, I'm still getting adjusted. Everything still feels very surreal. Exactly. So for the people who do not know who you are and are not familiar with your work, can you just let us know a little bit about who you are, where you're from in your humble beginnings? Sure. Okay. Uh, be my fiasco. Uh, my mother named me Bianca. So that's, that's my government. Um, I'm out of Dallas, Texas, although I currently relocated to the Raleigh-Durham area. Um, I'm currently affiliated with the Foreign Exchange Music Group out here. Um, a very fun story. Basically, I ended up linking with Fonte on Twitter and he ended up listening to one of my songs and we kind of just developed a partnership throughout the years. And one day last year, he just asked like, hey, you know, what are you looking to do? Um, we should be open to doing an album. And um, that's where we are currently. So where I left you is a culmination of events. And so, yeah, that's a that's a little bit. Uh, I'm trying to think like my I feel like I'm on like one of them dating profile apps. Like I should <laughs> tell you about, you know, my likes and dislikes and hobbies. And now nah, I'm a um, I'm a former kindergarten teacher. I just left that a couple of weeks ago. A uh, former grad student to be a therapist also let that go a couple wow. weeks ago with this move. So we, we um, as of two weeks ago, we are a full time singer songwriter. Congratulations so. to you! Congratulations to you! I, I you. suppose that was a hell of a backup plan, like kindergarten teacher and and, and oh. everything <laughs> and everything else. So. Mm-hmm. 
How, like, was this always your first love, music? Always. Um, I've just never given it a full run. And I think it kind of took a little bit of a push. Like, Fonte was just like, hey, like, do you want to do these things or do you want to sing? And I was like, I want to sing. And he was like, what are we doing this for then? And I was like, okay. So it was literally like a split decision kind of thing. It was like, hey, what do you think about coming out here? I'm like, uh... You know, I still got to finish the school year. I got to graduate next year. Let's talk about it in August and next year. And he's like, I mean, we can or, you know, you could just come out here. And literally it was like I had like maybe three weeks and I just set a date and was like, but done. Right. So it is um very, very new currently. Right. And it looks like you've graduated in, in, in a way. Because you've gone from putting out music on SoundCloud in 2013 to an EP in 2016 and then now in 2021 with and, and we understand what the hiatus has. We have several people that have been on the podcast in regards to just they've been doing music and continuously pushing. And, you know, 10, 12 years later, they're finally able to step out and leave the day job and do it full time. And it, it's a beautiful thing to see. So. Congratulations to you on that. Thank you. I appreciate it. But this has always been in your blood from from what I understand. Your mom, your aunts yeah. in the in a in a singing group, your grandfather, your paternal grandfather, Tejano Singo. Like let us know a little bit about your upbringing with with music. Sure. So like you said, so my mother was in a gospel singing group. Um, it was pretty local, but it was with her sisters and my mom was actually the lead singer at the time, which is funny. Um, and they just did like some local stuff, just kind of going around the city doing shows. Um, and then they disbanded and my mom and my aunt formed like a little duo. Um, so they were doing like, you know, like R and B music. So that was a shift. And then I've never met my paternal grandfather. He passed before I was born. Um, but apparently he was a Tejano singer and did um, shows around um, Laredo, Texas, which is primarily, you know, a Mexican area. Um, so I'm actually on the hunt to find out more about him and to kind of see like what that was like, because I am I think he played like guitar and accordion and he was really good and did shows and moved around. So I'm really curious about that. one. So, yeah, it's in the blood. We, we got it honest. For sure. I want to go back to the to Fonte and, and how you guys met. How has it been? working with him and, and others like Carlita Duran and Darian Brockington, like how was the process of putting this project together and how was it different from the past? Ooh, first off, um, it's just nice to have a team to help you to put it together. Um, everything else was like me and one other person or just me by myself. Um, so having someone kind of take me under their wing and be like, Hey, um, I know you're looking to do this. Let me help you set it up and kind of guide me through. So with the album, I came, I was in the middle of teaching and um, grad school. And so my schedule was hectic. And this was the summer, this past summer. So like July, he was like, hey, what do you think about coming out here to North Carolina to finish, you know, the album? And I'm like, OK, I got a couple of weeks. School was about to start in like a month or so. And um he had already had all 11 tracks just about kind of sequenced, which was new. You know, I'm used to digging from Bandcamp or SoundCloud or emailing folks or whatever looking. And we just run them down. I'm like, yep, yep, yep. I liked everything. So everything you hear is the exact sequential order of like how I 
you know, came to the songs. And we would just bang them out one at a time. Like we pick a day. I like to write everything first. And then we go back and, and sing and do parts. And it was the most freeing experience because it took the, the struggle was always finding production and then finding production that I liked that went with the sound that I was going with. Um, so being able to be in a system essentially with someone who already kind of knew the flow and knew what it was. And like, even to the, his brain works so, so, so interestingly to where he knew like who was going to go where, even before we wrote anything, it was like, um, not nah, like, you know, it'd be great for this Darian, you know, it'd be great for this Carlita. I'm going to put Devin on the background vocals. Like he wouldn't, but the thing was, he would never tell me like it would just, we would finish it. He'd be like, Oh, I did this thing. And then send it to me. And I'm like, yeah, like this is, this is amazing. Let's keep, you know, let's do it. So um, that just kind of speaks to the genius of him, but being able to see how an album flows and then also doing it with the home team was, yeah, that was, that was super dope. So that was a, that was a first having it all kind of laid out, but also being instrumental in that process. Yeah. yeah, there'll be more. Yeah, that, that's that's interesting because like sometimes with sequencing, you would think that that would be something that you would overthink, um, agonize over. And the way you came in saying, hey, I like that. I like that. I like that. And you kind of took the direction and it was a relief of sorts to not have to do everything yourself. Yeah. I mean, that, that that's amazing. And that's one of the things Prez and I liked about this project is. I hate to use that this word cohesiveness, but it's, I can't, I, I can't uh, stop saying it. But that that's really where it's at because you take us on. You have some fun records. You have some records where you're in your your sultry, sexy singer, you know, vibe, and then you have some to where it's just a little quirky, and that kind of leads me into the the project uh, Two Car Garage. Um, that oh, came out of nowhere. Came out of nowhere on the project. Uh, was kind of like, I liken it to a skit on some of our favorite Little Brother projects to where you like, wait a minute, like Percy Miracles. Like, we're, we're, I remember hearing that for the first time and, that, and I liken it to that. So is that, that's a real story, right? The Two Car Garage? Yes, it is. And of course, you know, Noah Fonte, they love a good interlude. You know, that's just, I love a good interlude. Um, but yeah, no, that is a very true story. Um, we literally, he'd already kind of had the Nina two car garage. Like he had that part there, but I was the one that kind of helped give him the story and bring it to life. So I was moving to LA in my car, like real, real talk. My car was like on his last leg. We drove the 22 hours and, um, I get there. I stay with a lady that I met on like this Facebook group and she had a dog. I had a dog and her dog physically goes in my room, eats my Oreos and gets like really, really <laughs> sick. And she like blasts me on Facebook and like it was a whole thing. And so, you know, I have to end up moving from there and my car gives out on the same day. And so I had only been in L.A. like two weeks. And so I have to go like I'm, I'm trying to figure out like what to do. And we to this day have never found my car. Like, I don't know if it's in parts. I don't know if it's <laughs> like no clue. So that'll probably be like a little, you know, be my car extravagant. I don't know, like a scavenger hunt or something to go find my car in L.A. at some point. But yeah. So, yeah, that really happened. And um, it was hilarious to sing. Yeah. Hilarious. Um, and there's a behind the scenes content on my Instagram about a little bit more about it. But yeah, it's OK. It, it happened. 
Yeah, I was going to say, uh, where was that along on the journey? You said you came from Dallas and uh, you're a school teacher, psychiatrist. You moved to North Carolina. But where, where was the move to L.A. in between there? Oh, my goodness. Oh, let me see. This was right before the pandemic. So I'd say like September 2019. And I was back within those two weeks. I planned to go back. But I was like, oh, I'll take I'll do some teaching for a little bit, save up. And then the pandemic hit. So it was like, well, I guess I'm back at the crib for the time being. So not that long ago, <laughs> literally. Yeah, that, I was so, like, uh, man, who you, who does that in 29th? But 29th, anytime, yeah. like, like who just rolls out <laughs> to L.A. and finds a random person off Craigslist and boom. Oh, no, that's me. That's very <laughs> on brand. It's um, very on brand. I did. Um, I decided I was teaching kindergarten my very first year. And the next year I was like, you know what I should do? Go teach somewhere else. So I taught in Spain for a year. Just randomly, randomly, you know, so that's very on brand for me to just go and pick up and, you know, I'm going to try this or do this. You know, I'm never afraid to just kind of see what happens. Now I do it more strategically. But yeah. Oh well, yeah. No stranger danger. None of that. Just like fearless. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm team go. I know that's that's probably terrible, but you know, yeah, we we out here. So how was that? How was how was Spain? How was the like the culturally? Like how was that a shift? Um, completely upside down. Um, it was great because going into it, I did what most millennials do and asked Facebook, like what you know, what part should I go to? And they were like, hey, uh, go to Madrid. And they had a, a, a group there, uh, Melon in Madrid, one of my friends, um, where all the black and brown people basically kind of talk and you kind of know where things are. So I kind of had a support system there. And as soon as I touched down, I had shows. So then that just led to more shows. And then I ended up leading like a weekly jam and being able to travel and do music out there. So I loved it. It was wonderful. Um, it had its moments, definitely, for, for us uh, black and brown friends. You know, not exactly friendly sometimes. Um, but overall, um, I would go back. I would I would live again. It was great. Okay. Ooh, that's, that's, in- that's so, interesting. So it, it, it seems like you just get up and go and move and, like, do this pretty often. But uh, how much did the pandemic, like, actually give you that little push to go ahead and, like, uh, do this permanently because of the change in your day-to-day uh, job and uh, life on. Um, well, I'd actually switched teaching jobs in the middle of the pandemic. You know, while people were kind of, you know, not knowing what they wanted to do, I was like, no, I need to try. I'm going to go back and do one more year. And then honestly, like I said, I was still going to be teaching and uh, doing school all the way up until I graduated, which was next August. Um, it was more so the album that gave me the push and the team and Fonte kind of, you know, being just like, hey, like, you want to get us a full run? Like, this is the time. Um, and I didn't want to let that moment go. So the impulsiveness and the the wanting to take risks works out in my favor in this part. But it doesn't make it any less terrifying, no matter how many times you do it, whether I'm going to L.A. with my car or Spain or, you know, Raleigh-Durham area now. It's still like trying to process the fact that I am no longer a kindergarten teacher and I'm no longer in school. So those you don't have those titles anymore. And so now you're trying to I'm trying to figure out like who I am outside of that, you know, like my, my value not being in, you know, what I do, but who I am, mm. you know, so that is definitely um, a different shift. Didn't know that was going to be a thing, 
but it is. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm working through it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, how many years have you spent in school? That's kind of like your identity. You know what I mean? It's at least at mm-hmm. a minimum six years, right? Four year degree, yeah. two, mm-hmm. two years to get your master's. I mean, yep. it, it takes a while. So it's who you are. You get in the, in that, you know, that rabbit wheel of I have an assignment. I have this, I have this, I have this, and you have everything set up. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's dope that you're able to finally just branch out and just have a, <laughs> you still have deadlines, but different deadlines now. Deadlines you want to meet. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so how about, how about, uh, let's, let's go to her, the name, like one of our favorite lyricists ever, Lupe Fiasco. Um, how, how did, how does this come about? Cause it's a unique name, of course, as far as it catches your eye. How does your name, how do you land on Be My Fiasco? So like you guys, I was a huge Lupe Fiasco stan at the time. And um, I think Lasers was out at the time and it wasn't really doing too hot, you know. So at the time I was like, you know, I kind of want to distance myself, but still be a fan, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, I was loving Lasers on Twitter. I think that was my Twitter name at the time. And I'm in Atlanta at a convention with my mom just like writing down different combinations and I stumble upon be my fiasco. I'm like, okay, this could work. Um, and so I put it as my Twitter name and that was at the time I was in college. So like everyone would call you by your Twitter name. So I'd be in public and people would just use it. Um, and I had a mixtape out at the time. I was still using my government. I was like, you know what? I'm going to change everything to be my fiasco. And we have not looked back since (laughs) literally website, everything just, I was like, I'm gonna just go for it, whatever. And because I thought it would encompass a band, like I was like, I have a band, but it's not part of the Be My Fiasco brand. And I was like, no, nah, it sounds like a cool band name. We'll do this. And then after a while, I was like, well, I guess it's just me. I'm going to take so, it. So, <laughs> you know, I'm right. I'm going to roll with it. And, and now it's 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 its own, you know, thing. So, yeah, it's an, it's an homage to, to Lupe. Still love him. Um, but also kind of coming into me. Mm-hmm. And as I think about it, it means like Be My downfall mm-hmm. or be my failure. Dis- so, you know, disaster, yeah. maybe we should have thought about that before. Because <laughs> you know? so, it kind of fits. It kind of fits with your stories that you're telling right stories. now. Like you're going on these adventures and it's just like, hey, if I'm going to mess up, it's going to be on my own accord. So it, it, it still it still works. So, <laughs> but uh, keeping on that, though, you said Lupe Fiasco, Big Stan and everything. So what, what are your favorite songs, favorite album? Uh, Lupe. Ooh, um, the coolest, always my favorite, just because of the place where I was at in my life at the time. I had, like recently graduated high school and, you know, kind of making my way and just the lyrics kind of spoke to me at the time. Like the coolest, I can still rap it word for word just because that's just, I don't know. That one was my favorite at the time. Um, ooh, we. Where, where, what are my favorites? My goodness. Let me think about this. I got to roll through. Um, let's see. <laughs> Sunshine. I got you. I mean, I don't have to call. I'm just thinking in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? He say, she say. Ooh, we. Now I got to go down my, my, my list. Oh, Man. Oh, it's all, it's all good. Lupe. We, we got no, you. I'm pulling it's it up right now. usually the ones that come off top of your head. Thank like you. these are the ones that you, together. if like you, if you would look at it, it's going to give you Hip-hop different saved my life. Like, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Little weapon. Mm-hmm. Oh, little weapon. That's a good one. Dumb it down. Hold on. I like dumb it down. There's a lot. Yep. 
I like a, I like a lot of his more recent work as well. I like Manila. I like uh, when you talk about Tessio and Youth, Muriel, Ad- Admiration of Maji. Like those are some of my favorites. Just that those are like what I enjoy the most out of it. So, uh, but yeah, yeah. Like no, no. I think if we gave you time to actually like go back and look, you'll come up with a different list. But when you're coming off the top of your head, I think that's the more natural answer. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. Let's let's um. Let's get into the actual project. Let's get into where, where I left you some of the songs. So, um, like I said, it's well-balanced. You have fun. You have a little bit of sultry vibes. You have a little bit of um, up-tempo stuff. So I think I can get to it at any point. Like, it's, it's one of them good old-fashioned albums where you could clean the house to. You could ride with your lady to. Um, you know what I mean? You can even throw that thing on in the gym. Like, ironically, you know, it came on randomly on my playlist, and I wasn't expecting it, but I let it rock. And I let it play through. You get the reps in. Yeah, I got the reps <laughs> okay. in. It gave me an extra chest, okay. you know, a little lift here, here and there. One of my favorites, I mean, I got the whole project is my favorite. It's 30 minutes. Like, how could you, how could you not like that? But um, you and I, um, you know, you're appreciative of the man or a man or whoever in your life or mm-hmm. have been in your life at some point of just doing the little things. Like, was that where you were coming from with that song? And how was that collaboration effort of writers or was that all you? So I have to say that Fonte fought for this song. I did not like the song oh, no. to be quite honest. At all. Okay. So this I is know, like it, it, it is one of them ones on a project, the, I, but he said he called it. He called it. He was like, no, this is going to be like the sleeper joint on this. And I was like, Okay, so the beginning of the song and the hook are all like freestyle, technically. So I turned it on. I'm back at the crib and I'm just like kind of just going off the dome, just whatever's coming out. So the very the beginning and the hook of the song is just literally word for word, exactly what I said, which was random. I don't know. It just made sense at the time. He was like, no, this can work. And I'm like, I don't like it. Like, I don't know. He was like, no, it should be like one continuous kind of like a stream of thought. And I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. And as soon as I get down there and we work through it and we kind of just tighten up the lyrics a little bit, I'm like, okay, I can see it. You know, I'm warming up to it. And um, he takes it, he's mixing and doing what he does like usual. And he was like, yo, I'm going to send you something real quick. I'm like, okay. And I'm listening and I'm like, yo, who is on the background? I was like, it's, this cannot be. Um, so it's Devin Morrison yeah. on the background. And I absolutely love Devin. Like I told him on the next one, like I need a feature fam, like a real one. <laughs> um, and I'm like, okay, yeah, no, this is it. And so finally, you know, I think it had gotten, did it get playlisted? I think it got playlisted, but it, people love that song. And I'm so glad <laughs> that he forced me to put it on the album. But um, yeah, so I had to warm up to it. But there wasn't a lot of um, thought in the beginning. But as we were as we were writing and, and I'm, I'm trying to pull from that place, it, it turned into something really pretty. So, yeah, I mean, on, in all in all honesty, I'm, I play a lot of music and I give my wife a lot of playlists. Some of them she just tosses to the side. But when I sent her that I just I like to sprinkle it in so she could be like. Who's this? And then mm-hmm. she can actually listen because she's she's kind of a she's kind of relaxed on music. But anyway, so she gets <laughs> to you and I. And she's like, "Who who's this? And I'm you know, I'm talking you up like, yo, she she, you know, with foreign exchange, blah, 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 blah. She's like, yeah, this is a really nice song. 
So after that, I know I had her in. So I hit her again with, um, what is it, Anywhere with Carlita Duran to see if she would like the dynamic between the two. And she she was in as a fan. So I'm, I'm just telling you that, that that's one of the ones to where that that B-side, I guess, if you, you're going on old terms or the deep cuts, like that's the ones I appreciate. And that's where I impress you, you, you chime in here when the deep cuts are that good. Then, then you know you have an artist in the building. And that, that's just my yeah. opinion because a lot of people don't get to song 9, 10, 11 on a project nowadays. Yeah. Uh, I think you uh, spoke to it earlier, uh, and I think it just made uh, – I, I think that's where our appreciation comes from. Fonte, you know, with their secrecy uh, on these albums is what – how we initially, like, got to listen to Lil Brother, how I got him listening to Lil Brother a little bit was just off that. It's just like nothing is, uh, you don't want to skip anything. Even the, 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 the skits, we usually like, you get tired of skits on like other albums and stuff like this. You hear it once, it's funny twice, but then it's like, ah, nah, nah. But with the like Percy Miracles, how he kind of sing it, uh, like make it into a song too and kind of just intertwine. Nothing, nothing on their album ever gets skipped like on that. And, uh, I think with, Earlier, like Luke had came out the gold mouth and like uh, that same way sequencing on that. I think he helped out with that. And then uh, mm-hmm. hearing this, I was just like, yeah, man, this is he just got that ear for these type of things. And you know how to make everything just like <laughs> at the end of it, you'd be kind of mad. You're, you're mad. Like, hey, why well, I only got like 30, 30 minutes of this. I need I need more of this right here. So uh, it keeps you wanting. So speaking of Luke, um, you you actually on some background vocals on Luke's project as well, right? Yeah, the the Amen record. Yeah, yeah, that's with um with Ron before as well. Which I, I think we have a song with him too. So like it was, we were all keeping it all in the family. Yeah, that's 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 phenomenal. Cause I I had to go back in the archives because I couldn't find some of the SoundCloud stuff. But I went on some of the the things that you were featured on, and you wouldn't you wouldn't know it was you. And then like it was a good thing to kind of just you know because I ran this this album into the ground. It's thirty minutes. You know, I would then, you know, like we do music nerds, press too, as well. When we find somebody we like, we try to go back to your back catalog <laughs> and figure everything out and, and where you come from. Uh, you know, was the music always this jamming or just like to see the evolution of everything? Because we, we're we're music listeners that don't just hop on the wave right now. We want to see where you were and we'll take the time to see where you you are now. And I think that makes us more appreciative of the music. At times, because, yeah. you know, we see the the road that you paved and it was just kind of like any any other person that's trying to get on. You you love what you do, but you got to put food on the table. And now here you are where I left you. So, yeah, I didn't know you were on the the, la- the last EP that Fonte dropped. I had no idea. Had no idea you was on that record. So, oh, the Beverly Hills joint. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's yeah. one of my favorite joints off that EP. And I'm like, it, that's dope to know that. Yeah. You've been a part of just good music for quite some time. Next next song I want to get into. The one that's more fun okay. to me. Anywhere featuring Carlita Duran. That's this is one of them ones where it was sent back to you with her on it, or you guys kind of worked together. How did that one come about? Again, it was just like the Devin joint. We had pretty much finished anywhere together. We kind of wrote it, went through it. Or I think he might have had the hook, kind of, and then we filled it in. Um, and we knew it was going to be like that change at the end. 
Um, I didn't know it was, what it was going to sound like. He was still working with Zoe on it. And then he was like, maybe we should get like rappers. So we're going through the list of people. We had a couple people in mind. And I was like, well, what about, you know, what about like a, a girl, like a singer or, or, or something? And he was like, nah, I don't know. And I just kind of left it. And then maybe a few weeks later, he's like, yo, check your inbox. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, who is this singing? like yeah so I'm, I'm scrolling through my mind I was like who is this and I know the voice I know it and he's like oh yeah no it's Carlita we had to do some backgrounds and whatever and she's back there floating and I'm like yes like this is yes this is it you know so yeah again I had no clue she was going to be on there um but she she definitely added just that that Carlita flair like that I needed and it was it was beautiful again home team I was glad to be you know working with people that I had seen on their projects before having them on my project was like, you know, I'm freaking out, trying not to fan out because, you know, there are still <laughs> moments where I do, but, you know, it's, 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 it is, there are a lot of moments where I'm like, I'm here and like, I manifested it. There's a whole tweet. Like there's me, you know, there's a tweet, like wanting to work with them and, and all that from years ago. So yeah, I still have those moments. I, but yeah, I had no clue. Yeah. I could, I could only imagine. I could only imagine because like just, hearing them on different things, even in with Carlita and Darian, like they've been putting out music for quite some time now, but I remember them on early little brother projects. And I remember them kind of elevating separately and, and kind of coming together. And you mentioned, uh, mm-hmm. Zoe and, um, I mean, you got a Ken and invader on here, Anakin invader on here, as far as production, uh, Zoe and tall, is it tall black, tall black guy? Mm-hmm. you got like the a the a team on here just like really doing your thing like you're you're really blessed to be in a good musical circle and uh i don't, I don't know if you think the same way but like this is what me and cash was uh talking about earlier it's just like uh with with that music group like they the quality of their music kind of stands the test of time they may don't have anything that just like pop or whatever you like right off the jump uh but anytime you go back to any of their music it's it stands the test of time and just like it's I don't know how <laughs> they managed to do that each and every time or some of those songs like from 2007, like it still feels like 2007 type music. But all their music is just like timeless, like any point you move it or uh, put it on, it just fits in your mood, in your day to day life. And that's kind of like uh, how uh, that's exactly how this one is. I think it was um, it speaks to the very first time he asked me to do the project. And I was, I asked him, I was like, wait a minute, you make music you like, like all the time. And he's like, what else am I going to do? <laughs> and I was like, you know, I'm used to, you know, if I'm, if I'm a songwriter, I'm writing songs for people or certain situations or sh- certain genres. And so you kind of have to fit that mold of whatever it is. But when you're making your own or you have your own label, your own team, like they genuinely make jams. Like whatever it is that I like and what I feel, I pull people into the fold that's kind of like minded. And so that's where you get that that sound and that feel and that quality, because he really is very, very picky about who comes into the fold, has been working with the same team forever. And so you're going to get that same feel with whoever is going to be just because, you know, the they really do. He really does. And the team really does take pride in the quality of the music. So I think that kind of speaks to that. For sure. And speaking of the feel, like it's very relatable, like thinking about it. I think even in all relationships and you, you can correct me if I'm wrong. It just kind of feels like we're thinking about it like that song, for example. Um, everybody's on a fence at some point when they're 
on that threshold between are we taking this seriously or are we just going to cool out? And I think that was the perfect balance of where you were being vulnerable, just vulnerable enough, but, you know, protecting yourself. So, yeah, just just tell us a little bit about that song with Darian. Like, I mean, you mentioned them earlier, but I just want to know a little bit of the backstory for the audience. Sure. Um, so thinking about it again, I think Fonte had the hook. Tell me thinking about it. like he had that part already down. And I just wrote my part in the beginning. Um, that one came pretty simple. It just it felt good. I love like it. Yeah, that's Anakin Invader again. And I knew like this was going to be the one just as far as just feel. Um, so I wrote that down. And I think Fonte had written the second half and we didn't know who we were going to get to sing it. And so, again, we're um, scrolling through the road. He's like, well, who you want? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, what do you think? And he's like, you know, who would be a good fit. He's like, Darian. And I was like, yep. Mm-hmm. Good old fashioned R&B. Like, that. I was like, I really want it to be, this feels like a, a good old 1998, good old fat, like just some good R&B. So I'm like, bet. Um, so he sends the demo. He sings it out. And then we, you know, ship it out to Darian. We get it back. And I'm like, yep, this is exactly what I was looking for. <laughs> um, and yeah, right. I, I just good old fashioned R&B. Um, and yeah, it, it, it definitely speaks to that that space. Um, and again, like during this project, I felt like I was pulling from different phases of my life because I wasn't in. Uh, on the fence kind of situation but like you said like I've, I've been there I know it so it wasn't hard to pull from versus you know I'll just I felt like it was a combination like my last project was five years ago and so I had five years worth of material to pull from so you're getting a little bit of everything from that time so yeah that one was that was one of my favorites to make I want I don't want to I don't want to leave this without Letting Prez go, go off on his tangent. On you said good old fashioned RB. I saw him shaking his head and showing the whites in his teeth. Take it, take it away, Prez. I know, I know you want. I know what you want to say. Go ahead, let it, let it loose. Let it loose. As you're gonna know if you listen at this podcast. That's the the RB I appreciate. I say it's kind of like dwindled out a little bit, and it's just like everything is so up in your face, and sometimes it can be as vulgar as like the rap music that we get uh, sometimes. So it's like. It's good to have those albums, the old RV albums that you can still play in the car with the kids, like no, no, no problems and things like this. And uh, I just love mm-hmm. that type of music. Minus all the auto auto tune and everything. Somebody who can actually like sing and, you know, be melodic with it and and tell a story without it getting too into the weeds and so direct as they have uh, mm-hmm. some of the RB that became nowadays. It's like. <laughs> it takes no it takes some of the joy some of the uh, the way that the they mystery talk it the yeah. mystery of it. yeah yeah i want to get into some fun questions some fun questions okay. all right let's do it who are you listening to i mean you don't have any responsibilities no more i mean you don't have kids to teach <laughs> you don't got grad school <laughs> i mean what are you doing with your free time who are you listening to oh my goodness um i am lending my time to a nonprofit. um I do uh, do some of the hours there with them. Um, basically, um, it's Kids Notes out here in uh, Raleigh, um, where they provide um, music lessons to kids in underserved communities. Um, so you get to learn the instrument, you know, for free for a couple of hours a week, all the way up, you know, from the bottom to kindergarten, all the way up till they graduate. 
Um, so I thought that was a great segue from teaching and to put all of the things that I learned uh, together. So I'm doing that currently while I got here, while I'm here. But music wise, what I'm listening to? Um, Alex Osley, definitely. She's my girl. Um, Gotta put her on the list. See. Don't know who that is. Oh my god! Yeah. Hey, what, what's the album? What's the album? What's the first album I oh, should go to? Okay, let me let me see. Ooh, ooh, where should you go? Oh my goodness. Okay, go to so Alex Isley Wilton. That's what it's called. W I L T O N. Start there, but you could literally go anywhere if you want to. Mm. But Wilton. So Alex Isley is beautiful. Uh, you know. She's part of the Osley family, so you can just go ahead and take that, obviously. Um, Sold. Let's see. I love Devin. Mm-hmm. So Devin Morrison, of course. I love all of his stuff. He gives you, you know, that that 90s feel as as usual. So get into all um, There's a guy by the name of e- Emok. Make sure I'm saying that right. E- E-M-A-W-K. Okay. Ooh spelling uh it was on a random playlist just real just vibes same thing i'm, I'm in the same kind of like real chill mellowed out kind of feel um so all my r&b is kind of similar to me quite honestly i mean i have my moments but uh where i live is right about not there. a bad thing not a bad thing um, to be go ahead <laughs> so yeah and i think uh camp is aaron camper but he go he goes by camp now and he just put out a little an ep okay so um so yeah, I go through I go through those and then like my my Be My Fiasco radio on Spotify will like switch up some things. So I'll look and see like, okay, who's in there now, who's similar, and then I'll find all my good stuff in there. So honestly, I just I, I use my algorithms to my advantage. Gotcha, gotcha. So you, you in a Cleo Soul? Have you heard of Cleo Cleo Soul? Have you listened to the latest Adele? Like Yeah. Okay. So I listen to Cleo Soul. I, I mean, I think she just she just lives in that space that's really pretty and, and beautiful. And I know she's a mama now, so that whole project like it shifted. And so I listened to that. I listened to Adele. Um, went through that. I love that. You know, there were trap drums in there. That was different. I was like, this is a different feel, but I, I love where she's moving into. Um, I thought it was just different from her previous. Um, what else have I listened to currently? Yeah, my my playlist, my my Apple Music or my Spotify usually is just on shuffle. So it's like whoever, if I'm scrolling through and I'm like, oh, I like that, then I'm going to go dive into all of their things. And then I'm there for a while and then I'll shuffle again. And then I'll, you know, so I like to stay with a few friends first gotcha. and then I'll go back out and, and look around. But what are, you, what are you guys listening to? Give me something. Put me on something. All right. So what I'm listening to right now is Alan Stone, Alina Barres. And also another uh, okay. uh, artist called Sunid Arnett. I, I have not stopped listening to. I know all three of them. I know all three. Yeah. Yeah. So. Love. So they, they dropped, I think all three of them dropped projects this year. Actually, probably within the last, probably from spring, spring till now, Alan Stone, probably the most recent. So I got two more questions. Versus. You familiar with verses? We all have enjoyed it. Shaka Khan has been on a more recent one. Three Six Mafia, you know, you know, Busy Bone started some crap. You know, <laughs> man, we won't get into Busy Bone. You know, nah, nah, I don't know why they. He apologized though. He apologized. He did. He, he, came did, back. he did. He did. But you know, you get paid all that money. You come on there, sm- smoked out and drunk. Uh-huh. But anyway, if you could put 
R&B, the next R&B versus together, who would it be? Who, who would you want to see celebrated, but in a versus environment? Not this whole, we, this is just a celebration of everybody. No, like who would you want to see record for record go against each other? Um, honestly, I'd like to see one, like kind of how the D'Angelo one was, like D'Angelo and Friends. Mm. Um, that was, that was my favorite. I mean, D'Angelo was my favorite. So that was just fun to see like him do his thing, but then also bring out like some different people that were on the album. So like, if I was just going to do one off top, not even R and B, like I would do like Missy and friends, like Missy and Timbaland and Pharrell and just have them bring out all 8 million people they done work with throughout the years. Um, I'm trying to think if I was going to do like an R&B joint, though, who would I bring out? People want this one, but they're not going to get it. The whole Usher Chris Brown thing. I always I always thought about that one. I don't think that that's fairly aligned, but, you know, it, 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 it would be side? fun. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, what yeah, side? Exactly. What side do you fall um, on? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to fall on the Usher side. Like, Thank Usher you. got like 10 years on Chris Thank Brown. Thank you. So it's not going to happen. I don't think that would be... It's not exactly fair because he got a whole, yeah, I got a whole decade on him. It would be fun to watch, though. I mean, he could he could go. I'm not going to say that. Like, Chris Brown can go. Like, he got the records. Um, but, yeah, I would I would love to see that one. That, that's at the top. And that's where I land on it. Like, when people dismiss Chris Brown, I'm like, yo, you got to go check the catalog because, you know, it's, a, it's all in what they play in those 20 records. You know what I mean? They're both performers. Yeah. Um, I feel like Usher's a great performer and Chris, but Chris a little younger, you know what I mean? So he may have more stamina for 20 records to get off, you know, in a versus if they, if they do. All what that. are you going to do when you play my way? What's going to happen with yeah. my way? What's going to happen with, with Ace no one? Like there's so many before we even get to confessions. Well, what you going to do with confessions? Like what you going to do with it? Play that whole you album. know, but not to say that Chris ain't got hits. Like he got records. Like, he he has them. Like I said, it would be it would be a it would be a, a pound for pound. Like they go they would go at it. I wouldn't. It would definitely not be an easy win. I'll say that. Oh no, it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. I, 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 yeah, that's one I definitely would love to see. All right, last question. What what are some TV shows that you're you're watching and you're catching up on now that you have you don't have papers and you don't have them the badass <laughs> He's just kids keep throwing that out the there. <laughs> I mean, I'm cool with it. Keep reminding me where we are right now. I think he wants the freedom as well. I think he wants the freedom. He's upset that he don't have it. So, Oh, man. I'm hating. I'm hating hard. I'm hating hard. I wish I didn't have to go to work tomorrow. Damn military, boy. Oh, man. (sighs) Anyway. Okay. Um, So, Insecure, I'm finally all caught up with. Um, Let's see. Let's see. What have I been watching? I watched the Kevin Hart joint with Wesley Snipes. How do you feel about that one? I'm indifferent. Was, it was cool. It was nice to see him in a drama role. Kevin Not was that he playing Kevin. Before, he was also playing Kevin, so it's easy. Yeah. I mean, hey, it, whatever works. Yeah. But I, I liked it. It was good. It was suspenseful. You know, it was action filled. You know, I, I kind of knew. I had an inkling at the beginning, but yeah, that was that was really dope. Um, what have I been watching? I watched Dope Sick on Hulu yeah, dope sick about like fine. the opioid crisis. Love that. Love, love, love that. I'm just now wrapping that up. Um, absolutely love Ted Lasso. That was great. Um, what else? Yeah, no, Ted Lasso was wonderful. It was hilarious, but also great at the same time. So yeah, get get on some Ted Lasso. Um, what else? I caught back up on Shit's Creek. 
That's really good. Have you seen it's Harlem? Like really dry. Harlem yet on Amazon? No, that's on my list. That's on my list. Is it a series or a movie? I think it's I think it's a series. I think it's a series because I was uh my wife was like let's let's check this out. So I was like I, I started it. I fell asleep like I'm known to do. But <laughs> from what I from what I from what you I ain't saw selling this my you ain't selling it right off the back. You, 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 no, you, no, no, no. Of this, hey, <laughs> look, man, I'm on my way to 39. Prayers. You put a movie on around 9:30. Cancel Christmas, man. I'm not staying up. It's it's not happening. <laughs> Not really. I'm not. It's not happening. But it was good until I shut my eyes. So Harlem, Harlem is something you definitely want to check out. <laughs> All right, be my fiasco. Uh, we're we're happy for you to be able to finally break free of just things that you had to do to do things that you love to do. Uh, this project with being your first introduction to us all and definitely who you affiliated with that that has a play plays a part, but. At the forefront is you. You're shining. You did your thing on this project. We can't wait for future music, future features, and and whatever else that kind of comes from that. So we appreciate your time. And uh, before we let you go, just take us out and let people know where they can find you, uh, what you got coming up, and and anything else else you want to kind of just add on to before we let you go. Yeah. Okay. So hello, everyone. Uh, be my fiasco here as you can see the twitter and ig is right there for you you don't even gotta do no work um you can find me on literally everything at be my fiasco that's music and social media stuff website everything is under be my fiasco um the album if you have not listened like we've been talking about where i left you is out on all available streaming platforms um we are working on more visual content uh for the new year so i'll be i'll be you know polling the people to see you know what videos you know, we're, we're um, going to be doing and um, setting up more shows, you know, God willing, a tour. That is the, that's the plan. But yeah, just stay on the lookout. Follow me on everything. And uh, thank you guys for having me. This is fun. I love this. Hey. I love the layout. <laughs> you guys are feeling it. You know, I'll be back. You know, let me know you want me back. We'll be, we'll be back here again. For sure. For sure. Hey, we appreciate it. But if you look, if you're looking for a vote from Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast, it has to be Two Car Garage mm-hmm. and it has to be Y'all can y'all can play that up however you want to. I, I think that that's a winner right there. <laughs> yeah. That you can't okay. you can't move on to the next project without just giving us a visual for that because I, we we need to see how that actually happens and and uh, just you know with the you, you guys' creative minds, I think that would be a pretty funny video and dope at the same time. Okay, yeah. Well, well, we already have one for Bad Dream. I've got to tell people there's one for Bad Dream already. So if you need a visual, we got that one. But we working. All right. Cool. Cool. So with that said, this is episode 137, the Be My Fiasco episode. Make sure you check us out each and every week at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you want more dope interviews like this, just check our back catalog. 2022 is only going to be greater from here. Um, We didn't mention it earlier, but Be My Fiasco is our first R&B artist. And we definitely want to do more of that because while we love hip hop, boom, bap and the essence and all that, I got to I got to be honest, I probably love R&B more and we need to dive into that arena a lot more. So with that said, we look forward to 2022 and getting more R&B artists on here as well as just women in general, because there's a lot of women killing it. Next week, we have back with Sweetie on very dope lyricist. So y'all be sure to check out for episode 138. We trying to keep that that movement going, that women empowerment movement going. So with that said, it's cash. Prez, be my fiasco, 137, we out.